Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your favorite sports podcast in all the land. I am your host, Drake Tharp, and man, have we had so much happen since the last podcast. And, you know, I kind of expected things to, you know, change before I could even have a take on it, but we haven't had things change. We've had some changes, but we haven't had the big change. And let me tell you, it's all about Kevin Durant. The trade has not gone through yet. He's got, he's hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, it was the day after I dropped my last podcast, you know, about uh, him and Kyrie Irving re-signing, staying with Brooklyn, and the day after, around 24 hours after I drop the podcast on Wednesday, Durant announces he wants a trade and out of Brooklyn. Uh, it's the number one question. Where is Kevin Durant headed? Um, let's jump right into that here. Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, so, you know, the Suns are obviously the top favorite right now. So are the Heat. Those are the two main destinations, the number one seeds in both conferences. How ironic, right? Uh, everyone thinks Suns are the favorite because it's a preference of Durant. He, I'm sorry for the newsflash, but he won't be going there without a, a swap for Devin Booker, nor the Heat, unless the Nets, you know, get desperate. But Durant's value isn't going down. It's Kevin frickin' Durant. Uh, you know... The Pete may have a better trade package waiting, but, you know, as time goes on and on, I see one of these, you know, top teams, their likelihood going down from here. If the if the time is going to keep going uh, for Durant to not be moved, you know, in a quick manner of time. So I, th- I think the Heat and the Suns have realized, you know, we're number one seeds. We don't need to trade our future and our, you know, what we've built here for, a, you know, a star like Durant. I think they've realized that. I think the trade would have happened a lot earlier between one of them if it, if he's going to go to one of those teams. Uh, Kevin Durant's trade preference aren't, isn't what Brooklyn has to do here. Okay, let's get that straight. Uh, he Durant has his top teams he wants to go to, the Suns, Heat. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, in my opinion, he's most likely going to get traded to a lower-seeded, you know, kind of rebuilding playoff team. Uh, maybe a team in the rebuilding stage like the Raptors or the Blazers. Those are my top two teams right now. Uh, you know, likelihood for Kevin Durant to go to. Not who I'd like him to go to, uh, but those are my top two destinations. Those are the likely, you know, destinations, in my opinion, for Durant. They have the pieces, picks, young players. Brooklyn can make a lot happen out of those two teams. Uh, we kind of saw what happened with Ben Simmons, uh, you know, not playing at all and you know you know his value just starting to decrease and it's not going to happen like that with Durant but I think you know as time goes on and on uh you know those better teams the ones who are you know top seeded in the playoffs uh like the Heat and the Suns they're starting their likelihood of getting Durant starting to go down same with Chicago same with you know Golden State was even in the mix there for a second uh and the Lakers as well which you know People love to talk about it. ESPN loves to drool, have their mouths open over this Durant and Kyrie going to L.A. deal. It's not going to happen. We can have fun with it. It's not going to happen, though. Uh, Now let's talk about Durant's, you know, kind of character legacy deal. Uh, I kind of went off on his legacy last podcast saying, you know, it's basically destroyed. If you come to think about it, I I, I was thinking for a while after, and I've had a different approach to the matter. Uh, Durant has the balls to say what he wants to say. And I think whenever he is unhappy, and it'll be a big trend, you know, here in the future for other players to do this, whenever he's unhappy, he states it immediately. And, you know, come to think of it, he wouldn't have the accolades that he's had if he didn't, you know, express right away when he wanted to leave OKC, right away when he wanted to leave Golden State. He's one of those players that, you know, says what he wants and doesn't care. Now, it's weird because he goes on Twitter and bitches to everybody who, you know, 
will call him out on his BS. But, you know, I feel like he cares about his legacy, but at the same time, he really doesn't care what people thinks, think in, like, what they think of him, essentially. Sorry, I jumbled over my words there. But he doesn't care about, you know, what people think of him. He cares about his legacy, though. I'll give him that. He cares about his legacy. Um, but it's going to start to be a bigger trend here as we see, you know, more players expressing when they're unhappy and when they want to leave. Kyrie's done it. Uh, I think Kyrie kind of started the trend of doing that. LeBron kind of hit free agency after his first stint with the Cavs. He didn't express that he was unhappy. He kind of just said, I'm moving on, you know, to a better team. But Durant and Kyrie have both, you know, they're both very vocal characters and they express when they're unhappy. So, uh, you know, Durant, he, I feel like, you know, it took a lot out of his, you know, uh, public image to say, I want to leave for the third time on and go on to a fourth team here. So it hurts his public image, but, you know, come to think of it, when he left the Thunder and went to Golden State, he got the accolades in Golden State that he needs to be a top 10 player. And that's the truth. And, you know, it hurt his public image to go to that, but he's got two rings. Um, so, you know, whatever you want to call them, cupcake rings or whatever, he has those accolades. So I've kind of had a different approach to the matter. You know, Durant has, you know, the guts to say, if he's unhappy. And it's going to start to be a trend here. We're not going to see uh, young players stick with their teams for 20 years like Kobe Bryant or Dirk Nowitzki did, uh, or Tim Duncan. You can, name, you can name a lot of people who've done it. Uh, we're going to see a lot of, you know, these players, you know, Tatum, Doncic, Booker, these younger players, they're going to, they're going to swap teams like none other here in the future. And it's going to be because of Durant expressing his unhappiness because of Kyrie expressing his unhappiness and it's going to be a trend here in the future so you're a little uh whatever team you're a fan of if you have a young player on that team you better pray he stays because it's going to start to be a trend here seeing players you know mix and you know probably signing smaller contracts too to hit free agency earlier to see what they can do it's going to be a trend uh Kyrie Irving what we were just talking about uh so I have a different approach on him I do think he and Durant will be traded separately despite their wishes and Kyrie will be a Laker here within the next week or so in a deal for Russell Westbrook uh it's not because you know that's what everyone's talking about it's because it's the only thing that can happen with Kyrie okay his stock has gone down tremendously over last season with the whole uh unvaccinated deal missing numerous games injury uh, I think Kyrie's, you know, trade stock has gone from a five-star trade deal to a two-star over the last season and what's transpired over this season. Uh, the Lakers are the only team that will take the risk of Kyrie, mainly because of LeBron and his way of rebuilding. You know, we all know LeBron has every say in the world over whatever team he's on, uh, but Kyrie's missed more than two. He's probably missed twice more games than what he's played. Uh, the Lakers are the only team that's going to take that risk because they are the only team that's gone all out completely uh, due to LeBron's wishes and would like to win now as LeBron's prime is dwindling closer you know, to age 40 and father time's going to take over. So Kyrie is probably, you know, he's going to land in L.A. within the week here and Russell Westbrook's probably going to Brooklyn. And we'll see, you know, what kind of team they build over. Brooklyn's going to look completely different. There might be a new 12-man roster over there by the time this is all done. But it'll probably be a mixture of Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, and Scotty Barnes. So that's your next big three in Brooklyn. I hope you guys enjoyed the Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving sweepstake. And if I were to tell, you know, a Nets fan that this is going to be your team next year, 
he would have slapped me silly. But that's what it looks like it's going to be. I think Durant's top uh, destination, the Raptors, and then maybe the Blazers, and Kyrie will be a Laker by the end of the week. Hit me back in the comments when it all, you know, comes around and happens. Uh, I love the feedback. It's great. Uh, let's let's jump over to the younger guys. Uh, Summer League basketball. Chet Holmgren was going off tonight. He hit five threes and set, you know, set the rock, uh, the blocks record in the summer in summer league game, which was surprisingly only six. But he is looking like a star in the making. And it, you know, he didn't play the generic center role like I kind of presumed he would. I thought he'd be a little slow, but he looked up to pace. Uh, he's already got the NBA shot down from three. I said it before, Chet. If he cannot be a t- if he can't be a top scorer in the league, he will be a monster defensively. And what does he do in the first summer league game he plays? He sets the blocks record. That type of wingspan's not going to go unnoticed. And uh, OKC, you have a monster. Let's just say that. Uh, yeah, he looks like a star in the making. He l- plays like a guard. Um, he doesn't play that generic center role. Uh, Chet Holmgren, possibly rookie of the year. We shall see. That is your summer league uh, look. I, I need a name for this segment because each week I'm going to do, we're going to take a look at a summer league player and, you know, keep your eyes open on the young stars in the in the making in the league here. I'm, I need a segment name for it, though. I don't know. Anywho, let's jump to the finale of the show. Uh, we're jumping all the way over to college football. The idea of super conferences it has now become a reality as usc and ucla are leaving the pac-12 for the big 10 uh this whole idea of super conferences you know i love it i'm not huge on change when it comes to you know like sports leagues or you know like changing things up in the nba conference wise or maybe in the nfl conference wise but here in college football it would make things a lot easier for the playoff route and here's why i think it makes the playoffs conversation easier to decide i think it they will expand to eight teams eventually uh you know when you have multiple conferences with team you know multiple teams going undefeated you know having that 12 and 1 13 and 0 record it becomes tough and when you you want to rank these conference championships you know obviously sec is top and then you have the big 10 big 12 all that and then you have your multiple other conferences let's be real here no one gives a shit about uh i think when it's all said and finished here there will be like probably four super conferences in college football, possibly renamed. Probably there'll be a big 20. Uh, SEC will probably stay the same. But these conferences are going to include probably 20 teams apiece. And two out of those four super conferences, two teams from those four super conferences, uh, will each have a spot in the eight-team playoff race. I think there's going to be divisions. There's probably going to be 20 teams per conference, two divisions, 10 teams in a division. It's going to probably look like, you know, kind of an NFL deal, but, you know, uh, probably a lot bigger conference-wise. Uh, it's wonderful. I think it adds more ele- element to the game, and, it, and it's going to create different rivalries. Uh, we could see a Nebraska-USC rivalry here in the future. I think it's great. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, it adds more element. I think a lot of these rivalries in college football have lasted too long, and I think it, it needs a new era. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's going to make the playoffs conversation a lot easier to decide. There's not going to be a lot you know, of controversy like there has been every single year in college football. So, yeah, so expect probably Notre Dame to step into a new conference here. Uh, USC and US, UCLA have already made the move. Uh, expect Clemson maybe probably to be in the SEC by the end of, you know, 2025 or something like that. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to see a lot more rivalries, uh, a lot more, you know, element to the game. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy once this all becomes a, a thing. I think it's going to 
like I said, four super conferences, eight teams in the college football playoffs. It's going to look great for the future. And this is what our kids are going to grow up watching. Probably, you know, Nebraska-UCLA rivalry, like I said, Michigan State-UCLA, or some something like that along those lines. And, you know, with these conferences, there will be, you know, new new rivalries in order. So it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great for the sport all around, and it's going to probably help a lot of schools uh, catch bigger names. So we'll see, you know, schools that have been argued to not play top teams, like, uh, say, UCF that one year when they went 14-0, absolutely obliterated everyone. We could see them in a tougher conference, and there won't be controversy on who should be in the playoffs. So... I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And yeah, I think I've said enough on the topic already. That was the show, everybody. Thank you for thank you for watching. Um, I think it's episode 40. I'm not going to lie. I think it is. Finally, I've been teasing the fact that it's been episode 40 for like the past five episodes. I can't keep track anymore. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's about midnight here on technically Wednesday morning. So I'm going to get this edited and hit the hay. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'll see you all next time. Peace.